Welcome to Remembering What Matters Most, a podcast exploring what it means to live our lives based on what is most important to us. I'm your host, Susan McNamara, and today I'm with Patty Mari, friend and fellow educator. Welcome, Patty. Thank you. Great to be here. Good to see you today. You too. So today we're going to focus on, I'm just calling it body talk, but we were just talking a moment ago, Patty and I, about how much more time we're spending these days in front of a screen because so many things have gone online. And as somebody who's a yoga teacher, a yoga practitioner, I walk, I run, I've just been really noticing how banged up my body feels <laughs> by sitting in front of a screen so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's both a blessing and a curse. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Gives us a way to connect with one another, but it, it comes at a cost. I think so. And I think that one of the big costs that I'm noticing is the body. Like I was just saying to you, I'm noticing it in my hips, my mm -hmm. hamstrings. You were talking about the low back. Yeah. I was just working with some teachers this week and a lot of them were mentioning the shoulders, the neck, the head. Yeah. And so there's the big challenge again, how do we use these technologies in a way that actually benefits our lives, makes our lives better without making us sicker or in more pain. Yeah. And hip flexors is another area of my body that it really like tightens those hip flexors up. Mm -hmm. I also think, and I know this is a podcast mostly about the body, but I really feel in the spring, cause I'm a teacher, as you know, Susan, and we went completely online in the spring with our, um, classes. Um, and by the end of the day, my head was hurting. It almost felt soul stealing, if mm. that makes sense. It's just so much screen time. And while you're there, you know, it's okay. You're, you're engaging with uh, the technology or you're engaging with somebody on the other side of the screen if you're Zooming. And it's not that bad when you're doing it. It's just later, you just, it, it brings on a level of exhaustion that I've never known before. Mm. Yeah. I, I'm having the same experience and I know the people that I work with are talking about the same thing. And so that's why I think today would be a good day to talk about some perspectives and also some tips yeah. around how to be with this. And, you know, as a yoga teacher, as somebody who spends a lot of time in her body, working with people around the body, I think in general, one of the biggest things is that we're leaving our bodies behind, um, mm. that the screens are so seductive in a way they're so distracting that's, it can be very easy to sort of forget about your body. And so that's why for me, one of the things that I'm constantly thinking about in my own life, but also trying to support other people in is how do we stay present to our bodies? And one of the ways that I know that really works for me and seems to work for other people as well is the concept of mindfulness about being present to your inner experience. And, and what that means is noticing and being with things like the little aches and pains in the body, because if you can notice those things, then it causes you to make an adjustment as mm -hmm. opposed to when we cut off and we, when we disconnect from our bodies, we tend to ignore or deny the signals that we're having. And when we do that, it further disconnects us from our bodies and then our bodies need to start screaming at us basically. <laughs> right. Because so I'm noticing that with my left hip in particular, that there's sort of the beginning 
stages of my body talking to me and starting to say I'm, I've had enough or you're leaned over too far to one side or you're not being symmetrical as you're sitting here but then two three hours later that's turned into just out and out pain so that by the time the end of the day comes I'm having to do a lot to kind of back myself out of that sensation yeah how did it take many years to develop the um capacity to hear your body like so you don't get to the point now where your body's screaming at you you know did it take time or have you always been kind of um focused in on your body or did was it you know something you did to help you cue in a little bit easier or faster yeah I mean I've always been physically active but I think that there was a lot of ways that I was sort of denying or ignoring, you know, cause I've run my whole life. And so sometimes I feel like as being a runner, there is this certain place where you kind of go past what your body is saying to you. But I think that the biggest shift for me came from when I did start to practice mindfulness, a way of just kind of moment to moment, noticing what's going on in my body, noticing what my mind is thinking about. And I think the biggest piece around it being without judgment, because Mm -hmm. what I see in myself or I often see in other people is there's a way where we're sometimes mad or frustrated that our bodies are not comfortable or Mm. they need to eat or they need to go to the bathroom because in our modern day living, and especially I'm finding across the screen, it pulls you in to, to go at the rate and the speed of a machine. And it, Mm. it almost sort of creates this false sense that we're supposed to be able to do the same thing. We're supposed to be able to keep going no matter what. So this way of being present with our bodies means you've got to be willing to recognize and to feel what's happening in your body and not either kind of blow it off or push it off because you feel like I just don't have time or it's not convenient or this doesn't work in with the fact that I'm supposed to be sitting here for three hours with a zoom call. So I I think it's, I think it's a couple of things. I think it's being present. I think it's giving ourselves permission. And I think overall it's recognizing that to expect our bodies to sit stock still, to expect our bodies to be sitting hour after hour is, is not only unnatural, it's inhumane, it's unfair. And that ultimately when you do that and then your body's uncomfortable, you're going to experience that in your mind. Your, your mind Mm. is going to be irritable or Mm. your mood is going to be off Mm -hmm. so that it's actually in our best interest all around to be paying attention to those sensations that we might otherwise ignore. You know, you just said something that I have never heard before and it makes a lot of sense. And that is when we are on the computer a lot and, you know, and I even get really impatient with the machine because it's not working fast enough for me. It's like quick, 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 quick. But I've never heard anybody express that before that we think that maybe we have to keep up with the speed that our machines are working. Mm. That's a really interesting concept. Yeah. And I don't think it's necessarily a conscious one. I think it's just an unconscious way where the world is moving at a certain speed and we've bought into this idea that we need to keep up with that. But then when you start to look around, you really can start to see the ill effects of that Mm. in terms of 
the level of pain that so many people's bodies are in, the yeah. sedentary effects of sitting. I'm sure you've heard people will say sitting is the new smoking. <sighs> and, you know, so now I feel like, oh my God, we're all smoking like four packs of cigarettes every single day. <laughs> unfiltered. <laughs> yeah, unfiltered. Like, uh. <laughs> yeah. And so this. Oh, no, that's terrible. It is terrible. And yeah. so, so this idea of really uh, becoming more present to our bodies is such an important one because this is the only body that we're ever going to get. This is the only one that we're going to have for our entire lives. And how do we be with it in such a way where we honor it and we recognize it in the midst of a system that not only doesn't honor and recognize it, but that is actually pulling for the wrong thing. So true. The pull is to ignore your body, leave it behind. It's just getting in the way. Oh, too bad. It it couldn't just stay up 24 seven, like the machines do and keep going, going, going. So for me, there's also this awareness that needs to happen in this paradigm shift that we have to really recognize what it is to be human beings and what it takes to honor and recognize what our most basic needs are. Yeah, today I was teaching a class of little kids, and we were we read a story called, um, uh, what was it? Uh, something Monkey Mindful Panda. Mm. Anyway, and little characters, and the monkey's wanting to go and do all kinds of stuff, and he's you know he's eating when he's reading, and he's playing when he's you know supposed to be walking, and he's mixing all the stuff up, and the panda just says do one thing at a time. (laughs) So it's really kind of cute that there's these books for kids. Um, But I think it's such a good... See, all of this stuff is just, we need these constant reminders Mm. because many of us know this, but we need to be reminded that life is not a race, even though at times it feels that way, and that we need to be mindful enough to listen when our body is talking to us and and to do one thing at a time Mm. like we weren't built to do we really weren't built to multitask Mm. even though i know we all do it all the time including myself um where we were built where our mind can focus on one thing at a time we do the best work Yeah. And I also know that that's also when I feel the most at home and at peace inside of myself, as opposed to you've got a bunch of tabs open, you might be checking your phone, you're doing all of these things at once, and you feel like you're doing a million things. The mind will tell you you're doing all this stuff. But at the end of the day, you can feel really scattered or even that feeling of kind of dissatisfaction, like nothing ever really left me feeling complete or satisfied. So that would be one easy tip that I would say that when you're in front of a screen, just do one thing, just have one tab open. Don't be doing email or shopping when you're supposed to be on a zoom call, but to just do one thing at a time and Mm. watch what that does to both the body and to the mind. That is a really good tip. Yeah. And I have to institute that one right away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's such a simple one, and yet it's such a profound one. And I think I know it from being a teacher and being on the other side of either college mm, students mm-hmm. or even teachers or other people who think that they're going to get so many other things done while they're, 
doing also the, the workshop or the class or whatever. But what I find is it just leaves us feeling really dissatisfied. Mm -hmm. And, And I also know as a teacher, it's a really dissatisfying experience for me to be in front of a bunch of people. And I've got some people doing other things. I mean, for me, that's one of the drawbacks because that couldn't happen if, if people were actually in person with me. So this, this idea of just, of doing one thing of really tuning into your body, being, being attentive to the different signals and responding to it by stepping outside, going to the bathroom, getting a drink, Mm -hmm. getting a stretch, um, and, and then to really watch your setup, the ergonomics are so important when you're yeah, sitting in front of a screen. Definitely. So one of the things I'm having to pay attention to is I'm trying to think about being symmetrical kind mm. of from side to side and front to back. And what that looks like for me is I try and keep both feet on the floor. Mm-hmm. I try and be aware if I'm leaning off to one side or the other, because that might've been okay if I was on email before for 10 or 15 minutes checking something. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm hours in front of it, if I yeah. do that for hours. Yeah. You're going to wake up with a crick in your side. Yeah. yeah you're just going to be definitely imbalanced. Yeah. And, and the same thing front to back. One of the things mm. that I'm really noticing is how often our heads are in front of our bodies, how mm. often in our attempts, I think, especially as a teacher, I'm trying to make that connection. Mm. So I find myself leaning forward and into the screen, but then I'm off my center. Mm. So one of the things I'm trying to work on is to try and keep myself upright so that my head is just a natural extension off the spine. My shoulders are relaxed and down. My shoulders are over my hips. And when I catch myself leaning forward, I'm trying to remind myself to sit back because it's not just that muscular wise, I'm straining myself. But when I'm pushing forward like that, it actually does put us into a bit of a stress response when the body is leaning forward. So the more you can center yourself over yourself, you put yourself back into a more state Mm -hmm. of relaxation. Yeah, because that's like the typical racing stance, you know, your head is forward. And yeah, I definitely feel like I am in a stress response when I'm leaning forward like that. Absolutely. I mean, I notice it immediately each time that I remind myself to sit back, I feel myself relax a little bit Mm -hmm. more. And then, you know, a couple more things to to think about when it comes to the body. Um, Watch your volume. I know this sounds really simple, but sometimes I find that if I just click down one or two on my volume, I can still hear, but I don't feel like I'm being sort of bombarded in a certain kind of way with sensory. And Mm. it's the same thing visually. Mm -hmm. If you're not the teacher, so as the teacher, I'll leave it in gallery. But if you are um, a participant, put it on speaker view because we're getting too much information in terms of all the visual stimulation. And at the same time, we're getting too little because there's a whole bunch of information that we don't get in 2D um, that we do get when we're in person. And then you're watching all these people doing whatever, distracting things. Um, you're trying to gather information about the whole thing. And that for me is where a lot of the overload comes from. It's like yeah. a sensory overload experience. So we're specifically talking about Zoom right now, right? Yeah, on That's Zoom. a really good point. I see that with my students who some are very young and all of these little bodies are just moving in all of their boxes and they they have a really hard time sitting sitting still and i can understand that because they are you know six seven eight nine years old um 
but I do often ask them to pin me Mm. because I want them focused on the lesson and not each other. I I agree with you. That's such a good point. Yeah. And can I say one too, Susan? Yeah, please. um, This is a really important one that you bring your computer up to the level of your face. So mm-hmm. you that might mean putting like a milk crate under your computer so that you're not you're neither looking down, which is going to you know stretch your neck one way or looking up, mm-hmm. which is just as equally as bad to look up like that. So and it might mean playing around with a little with a, a little bit. Sometimes what I'll do is books, yeah. you know, and I'll just keep adding books, you know, big hardcover books until I get it to the right um, position. Yeah, I, I do the same thing. And, and just sort of thinking about the chin being parallel to mm. the floor, that the back of the neck feels free, that you're not feeling the strain through the neck and through the shoulders, because yeah, that's gonna at the end of the day, you're going to get that crick in the neck or even worse a lot of times. So this whole thing of how you're positioning yourself is so key in terms of your ability to not just feel good when you get off the computer, but to allow you to be more present because I'm sure everybody's noticed that the longer that you're on, the more you're in sensory overload, the more your body isn't feeling well, the less you're able to be focused, the less you're able to be attentive. And I find sometimes that I start to get into this place of kind of um, irritability or impatience at the end with other people because I'm just fried. I've had mm. enough. Yeah. So to be aware of, of that and to, you know, if you're in between saying classes or doing different things on a screen, you never need more screen time so that when you do, right, when you do get that break, step outside, get yes. down on the floor, roll around, yes. um, get yourself something to eat or yes. drink. I, I know these sound basic, but we have that tendency. You get off of one thing and then you just go to check your email or you go to check, you know, yeah. social media or you just do your next thing and you don't need more screen time. What yeah. you need is a body break. You need you time do. to check in and really hear, mm-hmm. you know, and that's a really good one is like to step away from the screen, take a couple of breaths, maybe even close your eyes and just ask yourself the question, what does my body need right now? Mm-hmm. And then listen, feel sense for those most basic bodily urges, like the state of your digestion, the state of your bladder, um, you know, any aches and pains you might be feeling in the body. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There's a, um, a little, um, tip that we use at school. It's, um, 20 every 20. Mm. So every 20 minutes that you're on the screen, and this even seems kind of long for me, you want to take your eyes off of the screen and you want to focus for 20 seconds on something that's 20 feet away. Mm. And actually 20 seconds feels like a long time when you're doing this. Um, and I would say to do it even maybe every 10 minutes, Mm. every 20 minutes seems kind of long. Yeah. Well, I think you're also tapping into that thing where we tend to impose these rules from the outside, but maybe on any given day, I need something every five minutes, maybe it's 25 minutes. But again, if you're actually in your body and you're noticing and paying attention, you're going to know. And I take what you're doing and what I typically do is I, I set my computer up 
close to or near in front of a window so that as I'm sitting there paying attention, I can just look off into nature. Mm -hmm. I look off into a distance. So that's really good for all that close work that we're doing. But I also just like putting my eyes on something natural. It feels like it changes something in me. Yeah. And that could even be for some people who might not live out in the country or have a nice view out the window. Maybe it's a beautiful picture you have hanging on your wall or, you know, something you find inspiring. Maybe it's a picture of your loved ones. Mm, Absolutely. A plant, you Mm -hmm. know, some flowers, anything that just puts your mind and your body into a different frame of mind, into a different frame of body, basically. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Well, I I love talking about this stuff, Patty. So I really appreciate you being here today. Do you want to let everybody know how they can get in touch with you? Sure. If you would like to email me, my email address is pattypraymari at gmail.com. That's P-A-T-I-P-R-A-Y-M-A-R-I at gmail. And my website is Nature Within You Yoga. Thanks, Patty. And as always, when we can remember what matters most, we create lives that we can feel good about and that serve as a contribution to the world. If you'd like to hear more about what I do, please go to rememberingwhatmattersmost.com or if you'd like to check out my blog on topics with an out-of-the-box thinking about them, you could go to medicineforthepeople.com and the four is the number four. Thanks everybody for being here. Bye. Bye.